Hello and welcome to Egyptian Dream, a podcast brought to you by the Planet Sports Football Africa team here in Cairo. I'm Tom Ellis. And I'm Liam Flint. And it's day 19 of the Africa Cup of Nations 2019. We're going to be running through the action from the last games from the round of 16 that took place last night. And we'll be taking a trip back in time into historic Cairo and the old marketplace of Khan el-Khalili. But first, we should probably review yesterday's lunch, shouldn't we, Liam? Egyptian pancakes. Yes, you're right, Egyptian pancakes. We spotted it, didn't we, on Google Maps. Thought it'd be rude not to go and, and try them out. Amazing, really. Quite a, a tourist hotspot. You can get meat pancakes, you can get sweet pancakes. You had one filled with mozzarella, didn't you? Mm. And I went for a more sausage-based pancake. But no, very tasty. Just uh, the kind of stodge that we needed. Exactly the kind of stodge we needed cut up into little squares as we sat in the old souk as vendors passed us by, giving us a chance to practice our ever-developing Arabic. La'a shukran. Which means no thank you. Or shukran, which means thank you. So, on to the football and last night's matches. In the first game of the evening, Cote d'Ivoire ran out 1-0 winners over Mali with that man Wilfried Zahar scoring the only goal of the game and the winner... The Ivory Coast struggling in the first half against the Group E winners, failing to register a shot on target in the opening 45 minutes. So Mali showing a bit of lack of experience there and missed too many good chances in that game. They had 18 shots to the Cote d'Ivoire's seven. Yes, you're right. And interesting to say Mali also had 60% possession. So I think they dominated much of it, but it's just... A similar tale that we're seeing now in most of these games as we go through the tournament. One team seems to dominate, miss a hatful of chances, and they always seem to be punished at the end of the day. We've seen it multiple times. Teams just come out in the second half and rewrite the script. And so many times we've said, really, that team has won? When actually they've been on the receiving end for most of the game, but they just keep managing to do it in the second half. So Mali will be really disappointed. As you say, 18 shots and Cote d'Ivoire only had seven, so they'll be kicking themselves after that. But a word of warning for Cote d'Ivoire, they're not looking that convincing, are they? They they should have lost this game technically with the chances that Mali had. Now they go on to face Algeria, who are looking slick, who are looking very organised. Lots of people are now saying Algeria are clear favourites. So Cote d'Ivoire really need to step it up uh, and... Even Zahar was very quiet until he popped up with that goal today. So you have to fear for them in the next round. Yes, they will have to step it up as they play Algeria in the last eight on Thursday. And in the other game of the night, Ghana faced Tunisia. That game finishing one all after full time. Tunisia beating Ghana on penalties. Their first Cup of Nations win against the Black Stars to set up a quarter-final with Madagascar. Tunisia had just been seconds away from winning in 19 minutes after Kinesi had given them the lead, but then an own goal in injury time meant that it went to extra time. And Ghana also had a first-half goal controversially disallowed, the referee ruling the goal out for a party handball, and VAR not coming into play until the quarter-finals, and it did look like party had controlled the ball with his chest. So Liam, what have you got to say about that one? A shout out to the Tunisia keeper, I think, Farouk Ben Mustafa. He actually came on specifically for the penalty shootout. Imagine that being your job. 
He sat there on the bench, and then when it comes down to the high-pressure, crunch time of a penalty shootout, you're thrown on. And so clearly people think that he's got a really good chance of saving a few, which of course he did. So big congrats there to Farouk Ben Mustafa for coming on and for saving the penalty, being the, the spot kick hero. And I'd also like to uh, raise a point that I, I predicted yesterday that Tunisia would play well if Wabi Kazri played any kind of game. And what happened? They had a bad first half. He was an injury doubt, so he only came on in the second half. But as soon as he came on, I think they hit the bar, hit the, bar, hit the post. He was pulling the strings. And from that moment on, Ghana never really got a foothold in the game. So just want everyone to know that our punditry <laughs> is becoming more and more accurate as the podcasts go on. Although you did say Ghana would win. Although I did say Ghana would win, but obviously that wasn't in my notes. So We've got to take our little victories here at AFCON 2019. Very tough to call some of these games. So that's the first time since 2008 Ghana have failed to make it through to at least the semi-finals and they haven't won on penalties now at AFCON since 1982 which was when they last won the competition. So Tunisia will face Madagascar in the quarter-finals. Two teams into the last eight without winning a game in normal time, so Tunisia and Benin, which is quite incredible really, isn't it? It is incredible, it just shows what a good defence can do for you. They've just been churning out these draws and you just don't want to lose, you have to avoid defeat out here in Egypt this time round. So that's what they've done. They've got their draws. Obviously, the luck of the penalty shootout, you can't really prepare for that or say that that's your your go-to assurance. But they'll be tough to beat in the next round for sure. Now, no visit to Cairo is complete without taking to the narrow streets of the historic Khan El Khalili market. A step back in time to experience the old charm of this ancient city. Established in the 14th century, Khan El Khalili is a major market in the historic centre of Islamic Cairo. The bazaar is one of Cairo's main attractions for tourists and Egyptians alike. A densely populated maze of streets and alleyways, it includes all sorts of gifts, Egyptian antiques, fine handmade crafts, art, shishas and spices. Today the market's been modernised significantly but there's still portions of that history on display and we've just been walking around and had a little visit into a shop which was pretty much like Aladdin's cave, wasn't it Liam? It was, millions of items in there, pretty rusty uh, but some amazing relics almost, wasn't it? It was, it was great, I had a little look around there, so many different shops, so many different items that people are trying to sell you, real experience actually just coming through and uh, try not to part with your cash. Just wandering through a passageway. There's some amazing lights all around us, some bags with different colours and textures. The smell of spices fills the air. It's hard to, hard to know which stall to choose. A whole mixture of colours, smells and sounds through this market space. We're going to go and try and haggle for a gift. What do you reckon you're going to get? Not sure yet. We've seen some lanterns, haven't we, that we like. So uh, we'll do well, I think, to come out of this with a good deal. But we'll do our best and we will uh, be firm negotiators. Let's see how we do. So we're just in Geordie's place in the market. And what have we picked up, Liam? 
We've only gone and got the last two replica Egypt shirts in the shop, so we're delighted with that purchase. Yeah, had to be, didn't it? We came in to get presents for our wives, and we've come away. We've come away with our own presents. <laughs> with two we did say shirts. we did say if Egypt crash out before we leave, we'll both buy a shirt. So here we are, fulfilling that promise. I'm sure there'll be visual picture proof on social media shortly. Making the most of the good deals. All right, let's buy them. We've just stepped into a restaurant off the Khan El Khalili market and it's just a bit of an oasis, isn't it, after stepping off the hustle and bustle of the busy market. It is, it's very quaint, lots of gold-plated things around, seems very... Seems like the kind of place you'd want to be. A nice, like you said, a rest from the outside, the busyness of the markets outside. Lovely atmosphere. People often come here just to kick back, have a drink, do some networking, and it has a, a deep and rich history. So, yeah, you can definitely feel that as you walk in. Could I have a, a black tea? Yeah. Shock run. Nakib Mahfouz was one of the great novelists of Egypt. Winner of the Nobel Prize for Literature in 1988, Mahfouz was always inspired by old Cairo, turning real-life humans into fictional characters. We're sat in the cafe named after one of Egypt's great novelists. This was one of his favourite places during his lifetime, and many chapters of his novels were scripted in this cafe. So Liam, you've gone for a chocolate milkshake with a little umbrella in the top. Looks amazing. He's going for the first sip. Tastes great as well. Probably uh, not the best order you could do in such a nice place. I feel like a child, but it tastes great. Does look very good, and I've got a black tea here, which I'm just going to pour myself some. And some mint leaf sprigs on the side, so I'm going to crush them up a bit, pop them in my tea. I'm guessing that's what you do. Poured into a little glass out of a metallic gold teapot. It's black tea. First sip. It's going to be hot, isn't it? Mmm. It's going to be good for settling the Egyptian tummy. Gorgeous with a little hint of mint. Lovely. How can you do us to deal for two? Okay, that's not in the. <laughs> that's not in the middle, though. But that's very high. That's very. That is very high. So we're just leaving the market, having haggled down a couple of lanterns to take home. I think we did okay there with our haggling, didn't we? Yeah, we're just trying to evaluate our performance there. I think we may have got a fair price in the end. It was a lot of back and forth, trying to work out each other's poker faces. But I think that was probably an honest bargain. We did well. We wouldn't uh, let it drop. We didn't quite get half price, but we spent probably a good 10 to 15 minutes um, going to and throw, eventually settling on a price which I think we're happy with. And our wives will be ha even happier with, so that's the important thing. We've got our lanterns and our Mo Salah Egypt shirts. Life is good. That was quite an experience, wasn't it, Liam? We had a good time down at the old souk. It was a great experience. I, like you said, I don't think you can come to Cairo and not go and check the markets out. Great to be able to go down and haggle, see what is on offer, and ultimately 
well, produce a great feature that shows what can be done when you refuse to take a bad deal, you keep pressing. And as we said on the feature, we're, I think we're happy with what we came away with. So I think we won 1-0 to us over the market men. OK, so what are people saying on social media and on WhatsApp? So we've had Amadou Amin Izzo get in touch. He's in Somalia and he says Senegal, for me, are the favourites to win. We've had lots of you starting to get in touch now as we reach the back end of the tournament saying who you're backing to lift the trophy. Ismail Asaidi in Gambia. My favourite team, Ghana, is unfortunately out. They could not pass through against Tunisia. Hard luck to them. Yes, Ismaili, I think a lot of people will be sharing that Ghana predicted to go much further than they have. Mabint Nambin in Soa in Madagascar says, Bray are not the favourites, but why can't they win the Cup of Nations trophy? Mbintz, that's a very good question. Why can't they? They're in the last eight. They have every right. And actually, I don't think you can say that any team in that last eight can't lift the trophy. They've proven it for many games in a row now. So we will wait and see how they fare against Tunisia in the next round. So thank you as always for your messages. Keep getting in touch. You can do that via social media or directly to us on WhatsApp. And the number to message is plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine five five two three two seven eight zero. Yeah, we love hearing your comments, your messages, so keep them coming and your predictions as well, as Liam said, so that we're not the only ones getting them wrong. That'd be great. So a quick look at the quarterfinals lineup. We've got Senegal against Benin at the 30th of June Stadium on Wednesday. And also on Wednesday at the Cairo International Stadium, Nigeria will face South Africa. Then on Thursday in Suez, Algeria will come up against the Côte d'Ivoire. And a late kickoff on Thursday at the Al Salam Stadium, also in Cairo, will be Madagascar against Tunisia. So lots to look forward to on Wednesday and Thursday as this competition reaches crunch time. Anything to say about those matches, how they're shaping up, Liam? I'm going to make some bold predictions. Senegal to beat Benin. Nigeria to beat South Africa. Algeria to beat Côte d'Ivoire. Madagascar to beat Tunisia. That is all. You heard it first, I'd go with that as well. But only time will tell. We'll see come Friday morning. OK, so I think that's all we had time for today. We're going to go and see the pyramids today, I think. We are. We've been building it up all week and we were just saying how strange it was last night to say, oh, Tom, we're going to see the pyramids in the morning as if that's the most normal thing in the world to do. So, yeah, we're off to see one of the, is it Seven Wonders? Yeah, in fact, I think it's the only original of the Seven Wonders of the ancient world, which is still intact. So that'll be a real privilege to see the pyramids before our very eyes. It certainly will. So we'll be bringing you the fallout of that tomorrow. We'll have a nice report for you as we hopefully find a a nice camel keeper to help us out on our journey. We've been given the contact of a camel keeper, a camel rider called Camel. And so I'm not sure if someone's having us on uh, or not, but we'll find out very shortly and we'll let you know tomorrow. Have a great rest of the day. Enjoy the day off from AFCON 2019. We'll be back tomorrow. But for now, from me, Tom Ellis. And from me, Liam Flint. You've been listening to Egyptian Dream, a Planet Sport Football Africa podcast from Passion for Sport. Goodbye. Bye now.